Hello, and thank you for joining us on our amazing Medical Cases podcast, a podcast that will bring to you many incredible medical cases documented in reputable medical journals from around the world. And now, here's your host, Sid Watson. Hello, and welcome to the final episode in this series of Amazing Medical Cases, a podcast series which has examined Proteus Syndrome, otherwise known as the Elephant Man Syndrome, Auto Brewery Syndrome, Foreign Accent Syndrome, Alice in Wonderland Syndrome, and Progeria Syndrome. In this episode, we take a look at water allergy. Yes, you heard that right, people who are allergic to water. Now, this is a rare illness, which you probably didn't know about, right? So stay tuned. In this episode, we will explore water allergy, an extremely rare condition. The question is, can somebody be allergic to water? We all need water to live, right? For some, water is out of the question, to a point, but we will come back to that later. Water allergy is sometimes known as aquagenous urticaria. It is a rare condition in which a person's skin is exposed to water. The skin develops red, itchy hives, sometimes on the chest, the abdomen, pelvis, back and arms. It most often affects women during puberty. The hives can last 30 minutes to 2 hours before disappearing. And yes, treatments are available. So when did the studies begin? Here's a little history lesson for you. Aquagenic, urticaria, referred to as AU, was first described by Shelley and Ronsley who reported three cases in 1964, and fewer than 100 cases have since been published in literature. Only one case of AU has been reported in Korean literature. AU is a rare form of physical urticaria, in which contact with water, regardless of its temperature and source. Skin lesions may be confused with eruptions of cholinergic urticaria, however, they cannot be evoked by exercise, sweating, heat, or emotional stress. Lesions are located mainly on the upper body. The neck, abdomen, shoulder, arms, and back are common places on the body for AU to appear. There have been about 50 cases reported to date, making this condition very, very rare indeed. Hives occur when the skin comes into contact with rain, snow, perspiration, and believe it or not, tears. The allergy can happen in adults and children, both male and female. It's more common with females. An interesting fact is that drinking water can be a problem when it touches the lips or inside the mouth. So what causes aquagenic urticaria? The quick answer is, it's unknown. Some medical practitioners have suggested an allergen or chemical in the water. Pure water is chemical-free and doesn't appear to affect people. It can be a reaction of water on the skin, a chemical reaction perhaps. How do you know if you're subject to this allergy? A doctor will place a damp cloth on your skin. If after 30 minutes you develop hives, the diagnosis is complete. It's a very, very simple test. But please consult a GP, an allergist or a dermatologist first. They will have the answers. A 19-year-old man and a 4-year-old boy complained of recurrent episodes of urticaria. Urticaria appeared while taking a bath or a shower, in the rain, 
or in a swimming pool. Well-defined pinhead to small pea-sized wheels surrounded by variable-sized erythema were provoked by contact with water on the face, neck, and trunk, regardless of its temperature or source. Results from a physical examination and a baseline laboratory evaluation were within normal limits. Treatment of the 19-year-old man with 180 mg fexofenadine daily was successful to prevent the wheels and erythema. Treatment with 5 ml catodafen syrup bid per day resulted in improvement of symptoms in the 4-year-old boy. Another case involved a 16-year-old Japanese boy diagnosed with AU by water provocation test. The induced skin lesion histologically showed prominent degranulation of mast cells and lymphocytic infiltration throughout the dermis. This is the second report documenting the histopathological features of AU. So how is this condition treated? The simple answer is don't allow water to touch your skin. Don't go out in the rain. Don't shower. Avoid activities which make you perspire. None of those things are practical, are they? However, medications are available to treat this condition. Antihistamines normally suggested. Creams can help by creating a film on the skin so that water cannot penetrate it. Steroids are used as well. More in the medical field, phototherapy can be used. As the name suggests, a normal or artificial light is used to improve your health. The light can be fluoro, halogen, sunlight or LEDs. Always consult your doctor first. Some lights have a high level of ultraviolet light and they can be dangerous. Despite this being a rare condition, there is a lot of great advice online from reputable sources, usually medical-based websites. Don't rely on Dr. Google. Most of my research has been based on this website, GARD, G-A-R-D, Genetic and Rare Diseases website. You can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash rarediseases.info.nih.gov. They are based in Maryland, USA. Sadly, we have come to the end of this episode and to the first series of amazing medical cases. What started out as a university assessment at the University of Southern Queensland has been a lot of work, but definitely a great learning experience for me. All of those rare and unknown cases to read about. A lot of research and writing the series, not to mention the recording, the editing, producing and publishing. This assessment has encouraged me to produce another six-episode series. Yes, Series 2 will commence soon. Thank you to all the doctors, surgeons and nursing staff for the great work you do in helping to make people healthy and the world a much happier place for us all. Until next time, it's bye-bye for now from Amazing Medical Cases. A podcast series, written, produced and hosted by Sid Watson, recorded at the Floating Palace Studios, in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia.